Welcome to Thrive Church. We are so happy to have you here with us today, whether you're with us in person, one of our campuses, Torrington, Terryville, New Britain, or online. We welcome you here as we are in the home stretch of our 21-day fast. Man, it has been quite a journey. Many of us have, have given up all kinds of things throughout these last couple of weeks as an opportunity to get closer to God, as an opportunity to, to grow in our own faith, and as an opportunity to, uh, to break some habits. And, and hopefully, through this process, uh, maybe you you found some new habits that you could pick up. Maybe maybe reading scripture on a daily basis, or or prayer, or or listening to the voice of God. And and maybe there's some things that that you know, hey, we gave up and we just don't want to pick up again. You know, some of these things that that we've given up. Maybe maybe some of these things need to stay uh, on the back burner for a while. But but congratulations for making it this far. We are so happy for you. We are celebrating with you, and congratulations on making it this far. You know, we, we are in this series called Sync Up. And, and the whole idea of this series is that God wants us to live in sync with Him. That God wants us to live a life that is in alignment with Him, with His Word, with His Holy Spirit. And, and so, so throughout this, we've been talking about, you know, getting into Scripture. We've been talking about, about prayer. We've talked about fasting. We've talked about generosity. And, and today we're going to be talking about having some, some alone time. You know, some of us, uh, you know, when we talk about being alone, you know, we have kind of a love-hate relationship. Some people absolutely love to be alone, and some people can't stand it. Let, let's just take a, a quick poll here at all of our campuses. If you love to be alone, just raise your hand. Okay, put your hand out. If you do not like to be alone, raise your hand. Okay, so it's about a 50-50 split, you know. I'm kind of one of the people that, that love to be alone. But sometimes there's a few occasions that, that being alone makes you a little nervous. Like, like I had my, my family out uh, a couple weeks back. We went for a, 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 a hike in the evening. It was snowy out. It was in the dark. We're deep in the woods. In the nighttime, all of us are out there. And, uh, and we're out there. We're talking. We're having a, having a good time. And we hear this blood-curdling, screaming sound in the woods. Now, if you've ever been in the woods and you heard this, you, you probably know what it is. It's coyotes. And there was coyotes screaming all around us. And at that time, we're like, wow, we feel really alone right now. You know, some of us, we don't like that feeling of alone. And other of us, we, we kind of crave it. Many people hate it, though. Some people will even hang out with people they don't even like in order to avoid being alone with their own thoughts. You know, none of us like to be, be lonely. I think that's really what it comes down to. We don't like to feel lonely. So we turn on music and podcasts and news and noise because I don't want to hear anything. I just want to drown out my thoughts. I just want to, I just want to be able to, to ignore everything else going on. And we can't hear that the communications are, are crossed. I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear what's going on in this world. I'm not tuned in to what God has to say. You know, there's a difference between being lonely and having solitude. There's a difference. See, in, in your notes, solitude is pulling away from things to spend time with God. Pulling away from things to spend time with God. Pulling away from, from some of the distractions. Allowing the noise in our life to quiet down. To, to get closer to God. To pull away from some of the things that are, are so demanding of our attention so that we can put our attention on God. To be alone for for some times of renewal, some times of, of refreshment. See, when you think about being alone, 
Many people think about loneliness, but loneliness is something that happens to you, whereas solitude is something that you choose. I'm choosing to be alone in order to listen for the voice of God. See, solitude is something that brings together all of these different spiritual disciplines that we've been talking about over the last several weeks. Because as we are having time of solitude, it allows us to, to, to read Scripture, to pray, to listen for God's voice, to, to be generous, to fast, to, to spend time getting closer to God. But it's a, it's a discipline that's mostly forgotten in our culture. People don't like to be alone. They don't like to have that solitude. Interestingly enough, solitude is, is something that can free us from loneliness. People that struggle with loneliness, sometimes the very thing that they need is to, to have the time in solitude. The time where, where we can realize that I'm not actually alone, but I'm actually in the presence of God. You know, because we are not alone. We are never really alone because God is inviting us to rest in his presence. Did you know that right now God is here with us? God is here. Like he is present with us. Some of us are unaware of it. Some of us don't realize that he is here, but God is here nonetheless. And in times of solitude, it allows us to, to pull away from everything else, to be aware for a few moments of his presence, to be aware, to train ourselves, to practice being in the presence of God until the point comes that, that we're able to live with the continual awareness that God is here with us, that he is here working in our lives, that he is speaking to us. In Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, it says, You make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there is fullness of joy. Underline that phrase. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God is inviting us to be aware of his presence, and he says, In my presence there is joy. Maybe there's some people in your life that when you're in their presence, there is joy. And maybe there's some other people in your life that in their presence, there is not joy, right? Like there, there may be some anger, some bitterness, some resentment, some jealousy, and your presence is jealousy. But in God's presence, he says, in my presence, there is joy. He's inviting us to be in his presence. He says, at your right hand is pleasures forevermore. God wants us to experience the joy of living and being aware of his presence. In your notes, loneliness brings emptiness, but solitude brings fulfillment. See, as we are living a life that has times away for solitude, that we, we schedule that, that we make this an intentional part of our life, times where we can just simply listen for the voice of God, that's where fulfillment comes, because I'm not just leaning on my own wisdom, but I'm asking God to lead me, to guide me, to direct my path. You know, and it's become increasingly harder to be alone, hasn't it? You know, in, in this hyper-connected world, it's very difficult to be alone, because Everywhere we go, we've got these with us, right? We've got our, our cell phones with us, and, and we've got, you know, the social media notifications and, and all the notifications that, that are going off and constantly, you know, buzzing and dinging and all these things. I mean, ha have you ever experienced the, 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 the phantom vibration syndrome? Do you know what that is? It's like, like you, your phone is sitting down over here, and it's not even near you, but you feel like this buzzing on your leg. Oh, oh, I gotta, gotta check the notification. It's not even there, but we've just become so attuned to it. Or, or maybe you're like me, that it's like, I cannot stand 
that little red number over an app. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like somebody, you know, has contacted me. There's notifications that, that I have. I, I got to clear them all out. Even if I don't do it, I, I got to look at them. I got to clear this out. I don't want to have those things that just cause the stress to have those numbers. I've looked at some people's phones before and it's got like a 2,157. I'm like, how do you live like this? You know, all these notifications, but it's increasingly hard for us to be alone emails, all these things. We're, we're alone, but we're not alone. Not to mention the demands of, of school, the demands of, of work, the demands of family and friends. It's hard to have time to sort out our thoughts and discern God's direction when we have all of this noise, all of this clutter, all of these things clouding our minds, filling our thoughts, distracting us. It seems like the busier we get, the more solitude we need. See, we have to counteract that. Whenever you talk to somebody, you know, it's funny how we say things like this. You say, you know, how are things going right now? And usually, like, like there's a high probability they'll say, things are really busy right now, right? Like, rarely does anybody say, you know, I'm just bored out of my mind right now. It's like, you know, we're like, oh, things are, are busy. Or, or, or we love to say, maybe when things get back to normal, we'll get together. We'll do things. It's like, this is normal. Like, life is busy. And the more busy things become, the more solitude we need to counteract the busyness in our souls. Now, this doesn't mean that we should abandon our problems or our responsibilities. This doesn't mean that we should, we should just become lazy. But we're getting away to seek God for direction, for guidance, for wisdom, seeking him to hear his voice because he's speaking to us. But are we listening? Are we aware that he's trying to speak to us? In your notes, we need to intentionally combat hurry, busyness, and distractions. We need to combat these things. We're constantly hurrying. We're constantly busy. We're constantly distracted by so many things. I mean, I mean, we've got layers and layers of distraction. Like, like we're, we're, we're watching Netflix, but while we're watching Netflix, we're also on our phones, you know, checking out Instagram. We're scrolling through TikTok as we're watching TV, as we're having a conversation. We've got all these layers of distraction. The devil is trying to steal your joy. It says, in God's presence, there is joy. And with all of these distractions, how could we ever be aware of the presence of God? Our lives are just amped up so much. So it's, like, it's like if you're driving your car and, and everything is redlining. You can only redline for so long before something mechanically fails within your car. Many of us, we're living our lives redlined. We're not having the time of solitude to let, let things idle slow down a little bit so that we can hear from God, so we can experience the direction that he has for us. Now, this is something that Jesus did. Jesus modeled this. And not only, not only did Jesus take time to be alone, as we see all throughout Scripture, he's continually pulling away from the crowd so that he can be alone, so that he can pray, so that he can have solitude with his Father. But not only did he do that, he also taught his disciples to do this as well. See, there was a time where Jesus sent his disciples out. And as he sent them out, he sent them out with a mission to preach the gospel. And they went out and they did preach the gospel. And they cast out evil spirits. And they healed the sick. And then they came back. It says in Mark chapter 6, verse 30. It says, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. And they told him all 
that they had done and all they taught. They're like, man, we were out there and we were praying and people were, were getting healed from the sick. And, and Jesus, we thought only you could do that, but we're able to do that now too. And, and this is just amazing. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He says, let's go off and let's rest. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have time to eat. Ever feel like that? We don't even have time to eat. I mean, we're just going like fast food to fast food and microwaving this and that. And it's like, we don't even have time to sit down with our family. We don't even have time to, to sit down and, and enjoy being in God's presence. So they didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. He said, let's go off. Let's be alone. You guys did good. You were out there. You were ministering. But now it's time for us to regenerate, renew ourselves and be alone. He modeled this stable life. He modeled this life that, that was, that was uh, making time, making margin to live close to their Heavenly Father. So they needed time to rest. They needed this time to, to renew themselves. In, in your notes, solitude is intentional isolation for a spiritual purpose. It's not just going away just because, you know, you're sick of everybody. You know, that, that's not what we're talking about. This is with a, with a specific spiritual purpose. Like, like I'm, I'm pulling away so that I can grow closer to God. So that I can seek His will. It, it, this enables spiritual growth and, and direction that God will begin to direct us. Now, this is something that we could do on a, on a larger scale, spending maybe even a couple of days out by ourselves, spending time with God. Or it comes down to the smaller areas as, as we are spending time on a daily basis, reading and praying and listening for His voice. Maybe even we, we turn some of our, of our other uh, opportunities that we're just, say, in the car driving and, and where we normally are just listening to the radio. Maybe we spend some of this time enjoying being in God's presence, just being aware that He's there with us. So as we do this, as we reflect, as we pray, as we read God's word, he begins to make his will clear and plain. We begin to synchronize our lives to what he is doing. We begin to, to let our will become his will and his will become our will. And then he answers our prayers and we see the miraculous begin to take place. In your notes, solitude enables us to sense the presence of God. See, many of us, we say, well, I, I want to I experience God's presence. I want to know if, if God is real. You know, I would believe in God, but I just don't feel like he's, he's here. And yet we live in these noisy, cluttered, loud environments where we never have time to be alone. And we see all throughout Scripture that God speaks to us in a still, small voice. God speaks to us and nudges. God speaks to us in, in his word. But if we ignore these things, how do we ever expect to experience the direction, to gain the insight that he has for us. In Psalms chapter 62, verse 5, it says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God. Do we ever wait quietly before God? Do we ever ask God something and then wait for his response? God, what would you have me do in this situation? And then wait quietly for his response. Do we ever do that? M many of us, when we pray, when we pray together, when we pray for other people, we feel like we need to, we need to just say all these words and, and we don't even leave room for the Holy Spirit to speak back. 
Do we allow him to speak? He says, let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. Some of us are shaken right now. Like some of us are going through difficulties in life that are shaking us. We're going through, through feelings of, of failure where we've legitimately not lived up to a standard that we thought we would, would live up to. Many of us are, are, are battling addictions. We're, we're struggling with, with sicknesses. Some of us are, are battling loneliness and barrenness. Some of us are, are wrestling with de- depression and anxieties and worries and fears. And we're looking at these difficulties. And yet here he's saying, the Lord is my rock. My salvation. He's my fortress, and I will not be shaken. See, solitude allows us to remove ourselves from the distractions of life, to remove ourselves from, from the troubles and the difficulties and gain some perspective, to see things from God's point of view, to see things from a different perspective. And maybe in those times we realize that things are not as bad as we thought that they were. Maybe at these times we realize, in your notes, That God's resources are closer than we think. That God is closer than we thought he was. That God is not absent, but he is there. And he is working in the situation. Even though we don't understand it. Even though we can't comprehend it. Even though it seems like everything is going bad. But as we are able to spend some time quietly in God's presence, we realize that he has not lost control at all. And then he begins to speak to us and encourage us and give us his peace. You know, all throughout Scripture, almost every time God spoke to somebody, it was when they were alone. Almost every, not not every single time, but most of the times that God spoke to people throughout Scripture, they were alone. They were often in a wilderness. They were often in the desert, out there, seeking God, praying, because solitude is this primary place where God speaks to us, where He gives us strength. We see all throughout Scripture, Moses and Elijah, even Jesus, and, and, and Paul, and, and all of these people, they were going out to the wilderness, and their senses were sharpened. They were able to connect and hear the voice of God. To, to, they were able to understand the direction and what he had for them to do. If you look at Moses, Moses spent 40 years in a wilderness, in solitude, waiting for God to show up. And then one day, Through a burning tree, God began to speak to Moses. Moses didn't know what he was doing, but God did. God was working in in him. He was teaching him how to hear his voice. Moses hears from God in the bush, and God instructs Moses to go down to Egypt to free the Jews from slavery. And he goes down there and through, through an amazing turn of events and, and God showing up miraculously through, through plagues and delivering them. And they're all leaving out of Egypt. After all of this time, after over 400 years of being enslaved, they're now leaving Egypt. And as they're out there and they're getting ready to, to go into the freedom that God has for them, the armies of Egypt begin to chase them down. They change their mind. They're coming after them. And they begin to panic. Maybe you feel that way, like things are chasing you down. You're starting to panic, like how is God going to get me out of this situation? I know I can't do anything. There's just so much that's coming at me, that's surrounding me, that's trying to drag me down. And look what Moses says to the people in Exodus 14, 13. He says, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. 
For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. Maybe he's speaking that to our problems. The problems that you see today, you'll never see again. Verse 14, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. So you underline that sentence, the Lord will fight for you. Some of us, we're trying to fight all these things on our own. We're trying to, to fight addictions. We're trying to, to, to fight family members. We're trying to fight you know, our, our bosses and our teachers and, and our friends. We're trying to fight for our own rights. We're doing all the stuff. And, and here he says, you only have to be silent. Just be patient. Just let God move. But are we able to be silent in these times? Sometimes we just need to sit back and be silent and let God be God. To let the noise fade away. To let the dust settle. See, in all the, the hustle and bustle of our life, we may not be able to hear from God clearly until we quiet ourselves down, until we allow the Spirit to speak to us, until we realize that God is here with us, that He's moving here. Have you taken time to be silent? Have you taken time to, to, to withdraw from everything, to be by yourself? Even in this past week, have you taken time to be alone with God? Was there any time that you spent alone with God? For some of us, yeah, maybe it was you know, a couple hours. Some of us, maybe a few moments. For some of us, the thought didn't even cross our mind. My challenge to you is to experience some times of solitude where we simply say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God, I am aware of your presence now. I don't even expect anything. I just want to be aware of your presence because being in your presence is enough. And you know, it's God created you because he wants to have a relationship with you. You know, he didn't just create us so that, you know, he could, you know, make us miserable. God didn't just create us, uh, you know, just so we could live our own lives. He created us because he wants to have a relationship with you because you are special to God. Your parents might have said that you're a mistake, but God never said that you're a mistake. You are a masterpiece, fearfully and wonderfully made. See, God created you with a purpose. Do you know that, that muscle doesn't grow in the gym? If you work out, like, like you, don't, you don't get stronger in the gym. It's not in the intense times of exertion, but it's in the times of rest. And some of us, we've gone through a lot that's been tearing down, that's been, been exercising us. And after you go to the gym and you exercise, you feel weaker than you did before. But it's in the time of rest that our bodies rejuvenate and we come out stronger than before. And maybe some of you are going through a difficult time in your life and you're saying, I just feel beaten down. I don't know what to do. I don't feel strong. I feel weaker than I was before, but it needs a little bit of time as God is building the strength into your life. But instead, some of us, we, we don't take the time to rest. And if you don't take the time to rest, if you're training, if you're working out, you can start overtraining in the fact that you never build the muscle because you don't have the time of rest to rebuild. And in our own lives, do we have the time of solitude for our lives, for our spirit, for our soul, for our emotions to rebuild, to get stronger? See, because in the solitude, that's when God strengthens us for the mission that he has given us. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Luke is writing here, and he says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so your sins may be wiped away. So we're turning from our sins. Verse 20. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. 
Do you need some time of refreshment? Do you need to experience that refreshing uh, sense that the Spirit is bringing to you? See, we, we get times of refreshment when we are in the presence of God. We get joy when we are in God's presence. But many of us, we don't experience that. We don't enter into the rest that God has prepared for us. We're going around carrying burdens. We're not experiencing the rest because we haven't been aware of His presence. We haven't cast these things on Him. We're we're living our life saying that we are a friend of God, but the reality is, is we're simply a fan. I simply know about God, but I don't know God because I'm not spending time in solitude with Him. See, God is speaking to you, but are you listening? God is speaking, but are you listening? Are we listening? Are we tuned in to what God is saying? Are are we listening through His Word? As we read His Word, God speaks to us. As we pray, God will speak to us. As we take time alone, He speaks to us. That's why I challenge people to do this 555 challenge. And and I know I talk about it a lot because because it's so important. It's 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 a springboard for us. To begin to experience the direction of God. Spending five minutes in His Word. Five minutes praying. And five minutes saying, God, speak to me. Everybody I talk to say, the most difficult thing is that last five minutes of time where I'm trying to listen to God. Anybody seen that? The the, the time of silence is the most difficult part. Because I can read. Yeah, that's fine. I'm occupied. I can pray because I'm saying something. But that listening part. You know, isn't it just like us that we would rather be talking than listening? We'd rather be speaking, telling God what we want, telling what God what he should do, rather than saying, God, speak to me. Make your will my will. Show me your plan, your path. I want to know you. I want to experience your presence. See, the very first thing that Jesus did before he entered his ministry here on this earth was he spent 40 days in the wilderness and solitude and all throughout his ministry he was going off and he was in solitude but the very last thing he did before he was crucified on the cross was he pulled away from everyone even his closest friends in the garden and he spent time watching and praying and getting to know God and saying God if it's not you know if if there's any way you can make this pass from me take this cup from me but not my will but your will be done he wanted to be close to God he spent his life in solitude growing closer understanding the direction. See, God is inviting you and me to have that same relationship. He's inviting us into his presence and God is speaking. But are we listening or is there too much noise? Maybe we need to lower the noise in our life. Maybe we need to be aware and stop drowning out the voice of God. Stop drowning out the conviction that we feel. Stop drowning out the, the thoughts of maybe turning back to Him for changing the path. Sometimes that's why we do that. Because we say, I know what the Holy Spirit wants me to do. He wants me to stop doing this. He wants me to give up that. He wants me to change this in my life. But if I keep the noise level up high enough, I can drown Him out and I don't have to do what He wants me to do. But how can we call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ if we don't take the time to listen to his voice. So don't let the worries of life, don't let fears, don't let the challenges of life distract you from being aware of God's presence, that God is here, that God is with you, that God is for you, that he is directing you, that he is speaking to you. If only we take the time to listen for his voice. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now.
We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are speaking even now in this moment. We invite you to speak to us. Wherever you are, all of our campuses online, just take a moment and just be aware that God is here. The same God who spoke galaxies into existence. The same God who engineered the timepiece of the universe. The same God who heals the sick and raises the dead. The same God who forgives sin, which was the miracle that none other could accomplish, is here with us right now. So God, we are acknowledging your presence. Thank you that you are here. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, please don't let another day go by. He's inviting you into his family. And you may think that you're too messed up for God to love. That you're too messed up. That how could God love such a messed up person like me? But he loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And anyone who calls on his name will be saved. Won't you call on his name now? Say, Jesus, you are my Lord and I'm turning my life over to you. Father, we thank you that you are here. That you are here. That you hear our prayers. That you guide us when we need guidance. That you direct us. That you bring healing. That you bring deliverance. That you bring wisdom. That you bring wholeness. That you bring joy. And that you bring fulfillment into our lives when we experience your presence. So let us be aware of you. Lord, please, right now, at all of our campuses, just let us have an encounter with you. Let us be aware that you are here. Let us feel your love, feel your mercy, feel your grace. But even in the times that we don't feel it, Lord, let that not discourage us because we know that you are here and you have not lost control, that you are still our God. You are still our refuge and our fortress in time of need. And when troubles come, we can turn to you because you are our God and you are directing us. So we thank you. Let us live our lives synced up with you, with your Holy Spirit, with your word, so that we can accomplish great things for your kingdom here on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together and sing.